Warning, the following movie review contains spoilers and bad words. If you have not yet seen the movie in question or are easily offended by bad words, please get desensitized and watch the movie before coming back to this podcast review. With that said, here is my review of Spider-Man Homecoming, only on Marshall's Bazaar. Hello, people of the universe, and welcome to another movie review edition of Marshall's Bazaar, starring me, Marshall Brown. This week, I'll be taking a look at Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm recording this uh, session here just after, I'd say, seeing the movie and then taking about a midnight sleep. Um, I actually was going to review this movie just as I got home, but it was 1 a.m., and I got like the... You know, 10 o'clock showing of the movie at the theater with my friends, and I just got so tired, I was setting up everything, but I just fell right back to sleep, and, you know, now I just slept late, and I did want to record this right after I saw the movie, but, you know, I just, sometimes you just gotta take the Z's, <laughs> but here I am, um, I'm basically as close as I can possibly get to reactionary, so again, my apologies, but here we go. This is my review of Spider-Man Homecoming. It's amazing to see Sony Pictures teaming up with Marvel Studios to bring together Spider-Man, which is arguably one of the most famous Marvel characters of all time, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a movie that takes the character into his own story arc just after he was introduced in Captain America's Civil War. There was a lot of anticipation around this movie, especially because of the stipulations behind the studio Sony Pictures owning the rights to Spider-Man and being able to share those rights with Marvel and how that could possibly impact whether or not other studios that own the rights to Marvel characters will possibly do the same thing in the future. The question is, was this a good move? Is this a better Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man 2.1? Is this the Spider-Man movie that everyone has been looking for? Well, I've seen the movie. And here's the thing. After critically analyzing the facts and the plot points of this movie, after taking extensive notes... And after talking over with this, with all of my friends that I saw this with at that uh, theater last night, <clears throat> I can say with confidence and without a shadow of a doubt whatsoever, Spider-Man Homecoming is the shit! It is one of the most awesome movies I've ever seen in my entire life! Oh, man, I can't even believe that this movie was as good as I could possibly hope for it to be, and then some. Oh, my God. I had to geek out for a sec. I just had to let that out right now. I'm sorry if I blew out your speakers, but here we go. Let's just get into the story. Why is this movie so awesome? All right, so you got Tom Holland as Peter Parker, which is probably one of the best casting decisions that I could possibly ever think of in terms of what Spider-Man actually started out as is in the comics. He started out as just some high school teenager, and we're really beginning to see those origins come to life, but without all the pandering and the origin story that we as a movie-going audience have been used to. But what seriously happens? It honestly starts out with... Peter Parker making his very own vlog, which I totally identify with. I think anybody else in this day and age would possibly very much identify with that. And he still is working with Tony Stark in his apprenticeship. He calls it the Stark internship, but it's really an apprenticeship for being a superhero. 
It's kept under wraps for a while until Spider-Man's friend, uh, Peter Parker's friend from high school, finds out about all of this. Without getting into too much detail, he basically goes about his day as a regular high school student, but also as a guy in New York trying to stop crime as Spider-Man. He has a high-tech suit given to him by... Uh, you know, Tony Stark, and he goes into getting mixed up with a villain known as the Vulture, played by Michael Keaton, who surprisingly also played Batman and Birdman in movies before getting into this. So he's been on both the DC pantheon and then the Marvel pantheon, if I was to just describe that. But without getting too off topic, he gets into he gets himself into some bigger trouble than he you know, bargain for. He thinks that he's really ready to handle bigger situations, but he realizes that he's a vulnerable kid who doesn't quite understand how the world works yet. He's got a lot to learn, and he really does go through the motions. He acts like a teenager should, and he basically you know, goes through a lot. He's trying to ask out a girl he likes to homecoming. He has to deal with trying to pass a Spanish test here and there, but whilst also keeping up his secret identity. It really feels like a high school film intertwined with a superhero film. And unlike Spider-Man 2.1, you don't feel any sort of cheesiness or some sort of facade with how the high school slash college act is put on. You really feel like this guy is dealing with being 14 years old and, again, youngest Spider-Man has ever been. I'm very impressive. Um, and you really deal with the way that his mannerisms come off. I think a good example of how this was put together would be how, basically, there was one scene where he gets locked up in uh, some storage facility with damage control, which is, I think, maybe... S.H.I.E.L.D. affiliated. It's a little bit confusing where that fits in with government organizations controlling superheroes. It's definitely post-Civil War if we're talking about the MCU timeline, but he's in this storage facility, and he has this AI built into his suit, um, and I think he calls her Karen eventually, and he just talks to this person and he just feels vulnerable and being able to just let out his feelings, and then he proceeds to ask how long he's been sitting in the storage room and Karen, who is the AI in the suit, says it's only been 37 minutes. And it points out the very, very short attention span that teenagers, including well, maybe the young adult that is myself, who ugh, I lost track of thought. The point I'm trying to make is, is that he has a short attention span like most teenagers do. And that's really good writing. There's a lot of nuances to Spider-Man's new character persona that really do come off as intriguing and very important, especially in the final battle against Vulture, where he does everything he can to try and stop him, despite the fact that Tony Stark, once again played by Robert Downey Jr., takes away his high-tech Spider-Man suit. And he makes a good point. You know, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have the suit in the first place. And he uses his original suit that he had in Civil War before he got the new suit. And we get to see, you know, that vulnerable side of Spider-Man that just uses vigor and strength and goodwill towards, you know, men and women to try and stop this guy. And it's really amazing to look at. The action is well done. I kind of wasn't a fan of some of the shaky can scenes against Vulture, but that's just a small nitpick. 
It's definitely what you call a great Spider-Man movie, but also a great Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And unlike Avengers Age of Ultron, it doesn't feel like it has to spend its entire time to just doing nothing but franchise building. And... I really like how, much like Deadpool, this movie is very, very meta without being too meta. It finds the perfect balance between being its own thing and being in the MCU. Um, there were a lot of great surprises in this movie and a lot of great jokes that are thrown around here and there too. I think uh, one of the better parts is the part where Happy Hogan, played by John Favreau, uh, talks to... Iron Man at the very end and you know Tony Stark is about to make an official announcement that the Spider-Man kid is the newest member of the Avengers and he gets his own Iron Spider-Man suit which is akin to the Civil War comics but you know Peter Parker rejects the uh, team membership and he wants to just lay low for a while and be part of his neighborhood and help protect the people that he cares most about which is very moving but then what happens? What happens? They address the fact that Pepper Potts kind of didn't exist, but here she is. Gwyneth Paltrow comes back in this movie after breaking contract in Civil War, I believe. I'm not quite sure. I just it was alluded to, but she came back and she plays and Gwyneth Paltrow plays Pepper Potts again, and she's like, "Wait a minute. Where did Spider-Man go? We're supposed to make this announcement." And Happy Hogan, again played by John Favreau who directed Iron Man, pulls out a ring and he's like, I've been holding on to this since 2008. And they officially do like a whole proposal thing off screen, which I think is cool because now I think we're going to get some Pepper Pot stuff in uh, Avengers Infinity War. And it's really, I mean, overall, it's a little hard to kind of culminate as much of my thoughts as possible into a podcast that I really want to keep nice, short, conventional and not too long. But overall, I really just loved this movie. I adored it. It is definitely the best Spider-Man movie. It really hits a lot of great points that the comics tried to make originally whilst also mixing that together with um, some of the great points that the original Sam Raimi movies made in uh, building this character up. I'm not going to lie. I think this is definitely one that's going to be around for a while, and I can't wait to see what happens when Spider-Man comes back in Infinity War and in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming Volume 2, I think, when that comes out in Phase 3. Yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe films are generally some of the most organically great and smart films that have been put out there that are about superheroes coming together into one... Uh, conglomerate. It's great. It's well-developed. I will basically at this point watch any movie that has a Marvel sticker on it, it except for fan movies that are produced under Fox. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know how they do it, but they just do. They keep making great movies, and I just keep watching them, and it's just it's, it's just beautiful. The blues, the greens, the yellows, and they're just... It's so colorful. It's just amazing. Yeah, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, 10 out of 10. Go watch it. Get it on, a four, get it on 4K if you can't watch it in the theaters. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful movie. I can't wait for Avengers Infinity War. Just a side note, I'm like really geeking out in this episode. Um, I 
am can you imagine just all the superheroes that are going to be in Avengers Infinity War we're going to have Doctor Strange we're going to have Iron Man Hulk Spider-Man Captain America Hawkeye Black Widow and the Guardians of the Galaxy like all the Marvel stuff into one thing everything that isn't X-Men and Fantastic Four is going to be in Infinity War and it's going to be like all the superheroes coming together it's like Smash Bros but with Marvel that's I think that's what Infinity War is going to be. I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to review some more movies. Hopefully we can talk about stuff that isn't Spider-Man on this show. But with that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Marshall's Bazaar. Um, Again, I apologize for the delay, but thank you so much for hanging in there and taking a listen. And um, tune in for next week's episode, where I will be personally talking about a very important uh, hunger and a charity organization called Rise Against Hunger. I'll be talking about them and I'll be talking about my experiences with Rise Against Hunger and how you too can help with the cause of destiny to be able to help millions who are food insecure. Um, Don't forget to follow me on social networks. You got to follow me on that Instagram because it's fire. Twitter and Facebook, I'll put links down below this time. And don't forget to subscribe to my SoundCloud for more Marshall's Bazaar episodes each and every single week. Thank you so much for watching and don't forget to watch Spider-Man Homecoming in theaters now. It gets the Marshall Brown seal of approval. Thank you so much for listening. Marshall Brown, out!